Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of the 49ers Rush podcast. And we got a special treat today. I have a longtime friend and buddy who helps me out. We run the Fantasy Football Podcast at Host Chuck B. You can find him on Twitter. Again, that's at Host Chuck B. What's I that? asked him to come over and help us out with the special project, and this is going to be a blast. We are going to go through and do a full first round mock draft. And we are going to break down every single pick, not just the 49ers, even though that will be included, obviously. But we are going to break it all down. So, Chuck, welcome, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. This this is a fun episode. It's kind of like a crossover episode, sort of like when the Ninja Turtles and some other cool cartoon crossed over. I didn't have a reference ready to go. That's okay, because when the Ninja Turtles showed up, you know, I had the bed sheets and the comforter and the pillowcase. The old, yeah. I loved the Ninja Turtles growing up, and I still remember when Vanilla Ice, one of the greatest rappers of all time, oh, yeah. was on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and saying, Go Ninja Go. That was a oh. wonderful moment in my life. And just the feelings I had in my pants for April. I don't know about you. <laughs> I was a pretty big April uh, fan. April O'Neil, pretty solid. Megan Fox, I, think... I thought, was a good casting. I have, I have ah. children, so I have to watch these wonderful movies and yeah not not gonna be mad every single time that comes on gonna be honest i'm going back to the 1980s april where <laughs> casey canem is giving her the massage and that like awoke in my manhood at an early age i knew i liked girls right then and there there you go all right reporting live with uh, fox 4 we have april o'neill and charles just hit <laughs> april okay <O'Neil. laughs> very nice very nice all right man so we got you. We got the John Chapman Forty Nine Rush mock draft going on. Do we not? Yeah, that's what this is, man. The Forty Nine Rush podcast. This is going to be a lot of fun. We've spent so much time watching film, uh, writing up scouting reports, and all these things, and it's it's getting into that time where we can start to plug in who's going where. And even today, a uh, huge trade in the division with New England shipping Brandon Cooks off to the Rams. And for exchange for a first-round draft choice. Um, and so that changes things up, and we're going to be talking about that today as well. Well, that's amazing. So before we jump into the picks, let me just kind of ask you a little bit about your process. So what was the criteria or philosophy that you thought of when you put this all together? Right, so there's lots of different ways to do a mock draft. One is what you think the team will do, and then the other one is what you think the team should do. Obviously, there's some hubris that goes with this because you are stepping into 32 different teams shoes and trying to figure out what fits their needs and understanding what's going on so the number one criteria that i put into this is what my big board what i saw and how i value these prospects because i don't know what the big board for each team looks like so best player available which is always going to be there but then you have to adjust that for scheme fit what they run 
And then probably one of the things I look to most is valued positions in the NFL. So obviously quarterback is number one. I think number two is edge rusher. Then we jump down and you have left tackle and cornerback. And so you'll see that as we go through this. Those positions always seem to get pushed up the draft board. It it's never fails. And then the last thing is team needs. Everybody can say that they do best player available, but it's weird how that always seems to fit where their holes are on their roster. So <laughs> each team seems to always adjust what their best player available is to what their needs are as well. So I combine those things, and that's kind of what we got here. So without further ado, man, if you're ready, let's jump through all 32 teams. I'm ready, and just to make sure to clarify, you're not like the Raiders. You're not going to take Janikowski in the first round, basically. Nope, <laughs> not taking Janikowski or Darius hayward Bay at pick seven. Yeah. Not doing that, or even Garyon Conley last year. God, that was such a wasted pick. We could say that Ooh. now. Obviously, that was just terrible. I think he's probably going to be another year or two before he can play, even if he can play. Lots of legal issues. Goodness, why would you draft that kid? You need to be a GM, my friend. Well, here we go. First on the clock, I wish I could make this sound perfectly. I don't know. That was really bad. Uh, first up, you guys know who's first. Even if you did, if you came back and you were dropped off at some point in history and they're like, who do you think has the first pick in the NFL? Like, well, if I'm a betting man, the Browns do. So the Browns, their needs are QB, cornerback, tackle, and safety. Who do you have? Yeah, I think number one, and there's a lot of debate on if they should go QB first or if they should try to go out and get Saquon Barkley first because he might not be there at four. But we, the Browns have messed up so much in the past by jumping out and letting teams jump in front of them and take amazing quarterbacks like Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the list goes on and on. But I think finally they get a QB, and people are saying it's going to be Josh Allen. That's the new draft buds buzz but heck no i it's gonna be sam darnold i'd be i put a 75 percent chance that this is what happens you can't predict a lot this yeah. just makes too much sense now he's not my number one qb he's my number two but the talent is there 6'3, 221 and the thing about sam darnold is he is kind of your picture perfect prototypical quarterback the mentality is there he has that gamer tag on him um, you know, I've seen this in person. I got to watch him beat my Longhorns in overtime this year at uh, USC, which was a blast. Great game. He just has it. So whenever it comes down yep. to that point in the game where stuff just falls apart, he finds a way. It doesn't matter if he's got a free blitzer in his face. If it's third down and long, he just does it. And his mm. throwing motion's a little bit of a mess. His footwork is good, but gets sloppy. But he has all the things that you just can't measure. And kind of my player comparison for Sam Donald, wow. he's a mixture of Andrew Luck type ceiling and Blaine Gabbert. So the, it looks awesome until he just makes what was that play. And that can be positive or negative. He makes some very poor choices. So clean that up. He's, he's a ways out. He needs to sit for just a little bit. And I think he could do that at Cleveland. So I got Sam Darnold going number one overall to the Browns. Man, you answered every question because I was like, well, does he need another year? Because I think he does. Just in the film that I've seen of him, I would absolutely say, protect this guy. Let him get the mental part down because he's got all the physical tools. He does. And, and I'll say this. It doesn't matter who you are or how many games you've played, whether you're Baker Mayfield and have played an extra year because of walking on and transferring, all those things. 
everybody needs to sit. You need to sit. Deshaun Watson was a freak. He sat for one half of last year, and everybody's like, okay, Tom Savage is horrible. And he came in and just was insane, but that's not the norm. Carson Wentz, not the norm. I understand that these two teams did this. The norm needs to be much more Patrick Mahomes. Let them sit, let them learn. So next up we have an organization that is definitely in some kind of transition. Seems that they're always kind of in drama, probably because they're in the spotlight. But we've got the Giants. And their biggest needs right now are defensive line, O-line, big time. QB and running back. So who do you have the Giants? You're the GM. Who the, who do you think they're taking? It, it's interesting because they have so many holes. And with them trading away, I can't believe they traded away Pierre Paul, but they're hurting. You, you, O-line is still a big need. Left guard, big time. Right tackle, big time. And being up here at the top of the draft, there's so many different ways they can go. But... How often are the Giants picking up top? And this is why I have them going quarterback. Again, this goes back to what is the most important position in the NFL. Eli's long in the tooth. And I got them taking my number one overall player on my big board, Josh Rosen, another California QB, 6'4", 226. Absolutely love this kid. I think the term pro-ready sucks. (laughs) I'll be honest. But if you had to take one of these quarterbacks and you said, Well, they're going to start day one. It would be Josh Rosen. That's who you would go with. But the great thing is, again, he gets to sit behind Eli for a year or two. But he is a picture-perfect rhythm passer. So we have Josh Darnold, who he's kind of built thicker and is a little bit more athletic. But the thing that Josh Rosen brings to the table is he has a perfect drop back. His footwork is impeccable. His throwing motion is just exactly how you would draw its video game mentality because he hits his depth when he hits his drop and he is ready to to deliver as soon as that back foot hits and he plants off and it's it doesn't matter how many times you watch it um i've broken down 10 of his game films uh, in in their entirety and it is mirror image every time there is no difference between when he throws first quarter to fourth quarter it is boom 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 throw boom 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 throw and his motion is similar he has the highest floor in this draft of all the qbs and i just really believe the mentality is there out of the other qbs that you have um studied is under pressure the difference between him and the other quarterbacks in this draft is he lacks mobility and he lacks body strength to kind of fend off the tackle so if you look at baker mayfield or josh allen or even sam darnold they can add extra time. Josh Rosen, that's not his game. My comp for Josh Rosen is Eli Manning. Yeah, like I was just he, about to say. <laughs> like, it is just a perfect scheme fit. You don't have to change anything. And the kid is sharp. He's very, very intelligent. Um, I mean, if you just watch any of his interviews, the kid thinks for himself and is very quick on his feet. So you are correct in that he's not scrambling around like Donovan McNabb or anybody like that. He is going to get you exactly what you... If he has a great O-line, this kid is going to be special. What's the business with uh, him needing to be intellectually challenged? Is that going to scare people away? What's that about? Jim Moore is an idiot, first off. Okay. <laughs> um, he is an absolute moron. If you, if your college quarterback is... <laughs> look at the talent that he got through UCLA and just could not win with. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you if you consider it a negative, the quote was, 
he Josh Rosen's the type of kid that will ask why. He needs to know why. Well, it's because he's past you intellectually. Like he's trying to understand things. I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers has no problem asking these questions and understanding the ins and outs. And that's what you want. That's not a negative. Uh, that's got to be a positive in my opinion, unless you're just a shitty coach. All right, so next up, bling, blah, blah, bling. That was really bad again. <laughs> I um, like it. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I'll just try it a few more times, not the whole time. We got the Jets, um, an organization that is in disarray still. They're trying. They looked pretty good last year at certain points, but not really. And their needs are QB, linebacker, O-line, and cornerback, man. Who you got? The, they moved up. They gave away a lot to get there. What do you? Who do you think they're going to take? I, they traded up for a reason and one reason only, and that's quarterback. They have to get a quarterback. Now, there's holes all over their defense and offense. I mean, they've got some major issues, no doubt. But I got them taking quarterback out of Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield. Absolute Heisman Trophy winner. He came in at just under 6-1, which is great. And he's probably the most productive quarterback, him and Lamar Jackson, out of college. I mean, Baker Mayfield had 131 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. That's just wild. That's unreal. I mean, it's beyond a 4-1 to one ratio. It just doesn't make sense. And he does whatever it is. Like, he has the it factor, if you want to say that. And yeah. he just he sees things, and he is... I hate the comparison of Johnny Manziel, and I think that their games are very, very different. But mm-hmm. the one reason why I think that you can say that they are similar, one, they're very similar height and white and kind of a-holes. <laughs> but yeah. when they play, they leave every single play is 100% all you got. I don't care if you're going to kill me. I am going to make this play. And that is evident. The kid is just a baller. Again, I'm a Longhorn fan, but as an NFL product – Baker has a lot of things that are just unreal. And my player comparison for him, he's a smaller, more mobile Matthew Stafford. Like that's just that mentality. And again, if you're trying to keep him a prototypical quarterback with the same throwing motion, you are mistaken greatly. He is Mm. the type of guy that can just step in and just do things. Um, Obviously, if we can get away from the crotch grabs, and the media and all that stuff but him in new york it just seems to make great sense to me so i I got the jets taking baker mayfield i know most of draft twitter has them taking josh allen but i am not a josh allen guy so i I got baker mayfield going first and we'll get to that i know we will next up we got the browns back again and they still got the same needs 53 positions quarterback cornerback tackle and safety but i love this pick that i think you're gonna make here i got him taking bradley chubb it's not a need it is not a need for them again you look at just kind of the way that their team is built right now man they have had so many draft picks and as a result of that they have been able to pick a lot of really good talented players all up and down the field however a lot of them have not fit but the one place that you could say does fit is defensive end. But I got them taking that again. So they already have Miles Garrett, uh, Carl Nassib, who's going to be moving inside. Obviously, they got Emmanuel Ogba. I mean, there's just a lot there. You have Larry Ogunjobi, which is one of the coolest names I've ever heard in my life. Um, they, they've got a lot of talent. But I have Bradley Chubb rated out just slightly below 
Um, I have the exact same grade on him as I gave to uh, Bosa. So just so you understand, like kind of yeah. how he is, I have him below Miles Garrett, below Von Miller, but tied with Bosa. If you could combine both those guys and have that pass rush, you're oh. already instantaneously you are competitive in every game. And I understand the need for Saquon Barkley there. I get it. It'd be really, really fun. It'd be cool. But, again, if you go back to what positions are the most important in the NFL, pass rushers number two. You, you got quarterback at number one, and you solidify, not only solidify, maybe you have one of the best pass rushing trios in the entire NFL outside of probably the Eagles. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that it's a copycat league. And I've, I've been saying this, and I think people... Maybe because I'm an Eagles fan. Sorry, Niners fans. I respect you, and uh, you are technically my second favorite team. So let me just put that out there in the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, very much support you guys. But I think that uh, I'm not just touting what the Eagles have done, but l- the bullets that they can just put in one after the other, and the guys are rested, and it helps with injuries. And right now, to me, this is this year, the past few years, has kind of been some of the weakest offensive lines I think the NFL has produced outside the Cowboys and a few others. And this is the time to have a great defensive line that can show support to the cornerbacks and to the safeties because of the pressure that they're bringing. And I think you got to win your division play. first, too. And I think that's kind of a big deal. So with the Browns, you're, you you got to beat the Steelers. If you don't beat the Steelers, like you're not going to be competitive. And so that's kind of what you have to design your team after, and you got to stop Big Ben from being Big Ben. Now, real quick, back to Chubb and why I think he should go this high is back-to-back 10-sack se- seasons. He was the Nagurski Award winner as the best defensive player in the country, and he does all the small things well. Insane effort, great first step, and just some of the best tackle-for-loss numbers I've ever seen. And if you want to watch one film, I think I've said this before, I'll say it again, Go watch the film of NC State versus Louisville. And it is just two people on that field battling it out. And it is Bradley Chubb chasing Lamar Jackson around for four quarters. And it is just so fun to watch. (laughs) That is awesome. So next up, we got the Broncos, man. And this organization, they just had so many ups and downs. It feels like kind of just yesterday that they were in the Super Bowl not really but I mean it wasn't that far away and where they even had a premier defense but things have just kind of gone the wrong way for them and they're at pick five big needs at cornerback linebacker o-line and tight end what do you got them doing so they do have a lot of needs but the thing is I don't think cornerback is really one of them I get that Aqib Tlaib left but their starting corners are still Chris Harris Jr. and Roby like they still got two pretty stud corners. Obviously, yeah, they could use a nickel guy, and they could shore up their safety spot. They could help their linebacker. They have a lot of needs. They're not a very good team. Their O-line is pretty terrible. Left side strong, but the right side is terrible. But I think they need a quarterback. I don't think you live thinking Case Keenum is going to be the answer. And even if you do think he's your two- to three-year starter— John Elway has been terrible whenever it comes to getting quarterbacks outside of Peyton Manning. So I think they go quarterback here again. Four out of five of the first picks I got going QB. Again, just the whole idea here is just the value in the position. So I got him taking Josh Allen, the big, tall, athletic freak with the golden arm that just is not a football player. And I have him rated as basically a third-round prospect. Like, I am not a Josh Allen guy. However... 
I understand that he will be going in the top 10. There's no way he's not going to. At least one team will fall in love with him. He is going somewhere. He reminds me of Jason Campbell um, out of Auburn a few years ago. Just huge, athletic, and might have one of the strongest arms ever to come out of into the NFL. Like literally one of the strongest arms ever. Physical tools are there, but he's inconsistent. He is not 56% completion percentage. He only threw 44 touchdowns to 21 interceptions, like terrible rate. And his footwork is some of the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> the, the biggest thing for him is his feet are always way too narrow. And so whenever he's comfortable in the pocket, his feet are too narrow. And you can't throw off of a narrow foot base. So as soon as you go to throw the ball, you have to change your footwork. Namely, you have to widen your base, step back, and then step forward, which creates a rocking motion and causes you to throw the ball into the ground or too high if your shoulders are not correct. And almost every single throw that you watch him, he's somewhere different. So he is a huge project play, and with Case Keenum there, they could sit him and kind of see where that goes. I hate this pick, but I know he's going in the top ten. And two, like, it just kind of seems like John Elway, even when I've heard him just say his name, has a crush on him. So it just it feels right. Well, he, like he is John Elway. That's just who he is. Yeah. A huge arm, mobile, big. Like, that's just who he is. He throws a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, like, he is John Elway without the production. Yeah, in the baseball career. All right, next up you've got the Colts. Again, man, these organizations, as I look at them, it's like at the top of it, people who just aren't making wise front office decisions, and that is the Colts. Um, Their needs are defensive line, linebacker, offensive line, wide receiver. But I see who you got them taking, and I don't know, my brother. (laughs) I don't know. All right, I got them addressing linebacker and trying to shore up the middle of that defense. If you... Their linebackers are terrible, and Morrison and George just—it's—it's it's just all bad. It doesn't matter where you look. It's, it's all bad. bad. It's, it's all, all bad. bad. So I got him taking Roquan Smith, and the main reason why I got him taking Roquan Smith is he is an immediate need and a can't miss prospect. He is phenomenal. Defensive Player of the Year in the SEC, 137 tackles with six and a half sacks. So he helps because he's a great blitzing linebacker. He can cover. He does everything well. The problem is he's a little bit smaller, 6'1", 236, and he's much more of a bounce off blockers. He's not your light. He's the opposite of Reuben Foster. Okay, so if you look at Reuben Foster and these huge bone crushing hits and standing up Leonard Fournette, you're not seeing that. This guy just makes every single tackle. That's just all he does. He is very fundamental. He's Ryan Shazier. Super Ooh. quick twitch machine, machine that's very disciplined and wraps wrap up tackler machine. He just gets everything done, and this just seems to shore up their biggest need on defense. And if Bradley Chubb was there, he's not getting past the Colts. That's who they want. Uh, they traded back. I think they're going to lose them because they did trade back. But Roquan Smith, absolutely not a bad play here. I get after hearing you talk through it, it make it does make sense. And, and especially since they missed on Chubb, they got to address defense. I mean, they, they just got to. It's going to be a defensive pick. But I'll be honest with you. if As a fantasy football guy, if the Colts get Saquon Barkley, Ooh. game over. Oh, my gosh, game over. Like, yeah. if Frank Gore can be a top 12 back two years ago fantasy-wise and a top 24 back this year, you put Saquon Barkley in there, oh, my 
gosh, fantasy wise, I think it would be just so amazing. That would be beautiful. And again, you know, I think that that's what the heart desires, but staying disciplined. Next up, we got the Bucks. Oh. Their needs are cornerback, yeah. <laughs> Famous Jameis and his crab legs. Defensive line, running back and safety. Do you think he falls this far? I don't know. This Who is the got, farthest that I have Saquon Barkley falling. He's not gotcha. getting past the Bucks. So I got Saquon Barkley going number seven. He's probably going to go sooner. He can go uh, number four. He can go number five. He can go number six. But I think that five to seven range is going to be where he goes. And just, man, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm not a Jameis fan, but it's what it is. His agility is second to none. He never lets the defenders get a clean hit on him. He can do it all. I mean, he's just, he's stronger than Muscle Hamster was. So if you look at Doug Martin, like he's that big. He's 233 pounds, but way faster, way stronger in every way. This, he's going to be great. So whoever gets him. Just hats off. It'd be fun to watch. Oh, man. Muscle hamster. And, and you know, the, the thing is, too, real quick about Jameis is that I just couldn't believe when we watched Hard Knocks when he said he doesn't pay attention to the down and distance. I just, like, I probably fell out of my chair knowing that a professional quarterback who's making millions of dollars doesn't check down and distance. We teach that at the middle school and high school level. He's like, oh, my bad, coach. And I just can't. I First just can't, off, I, you did yeah. sound exactly like him. I thought we had Jameis Winston on here just now. Well, um, it's because I'm from, I, I lived in Florida for a while. I can kind of match the. That's what it is, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm just not a fan of Jameis Winston as a human being. Uh, he is a Ray Lewis Award winner. And mm. also just as a football player, he has the tools, but you've got to make good decision. And if you good decisions, and if you put the worst decisions made in the NFL last year, he's going to have four of the top five. Next up is the Bears. Shy town, shy town, shy town. Okay, th- that's where I live. This organization, I think they're on the rise. I, li- I kind of like the direction that they're going. I think they're starting to get a little bit of swag back. And their needs are corner, defensive line, linebacker, and offensive line. Who you got them taking? I wish I could give them a center because that's what they need. I wish I could mm. give them a center, but it's just not here. So I got them taking the best cornerback off the board in Denzel Ward, cornerback out of Ohio State who is just – he's just fast. Ran a 4-3-240. He's a little bit smaller, but his his footwork is second to none. His feet never get outside of his frame. Very fluid hips. Ball skills are a little bit of a question mark for him, but he's only had two interceptions in his entire career. But he is just exceptional. He he is a mirror match corner that wins in the first three seconds of every play. It's so fun to watch him, and he completely shuts down stud wide receivers. So DJ Moore, like the new guy that everybody's in love with and thinks going to be the first wide receiver off the board, shut him down two years in a row, and he did nothing against him. He is just, he's incredible. So I got him taking Denzel Ward, even though I understand that they have two good corners already um, in Fuller, Prince Amu Kamara, but I just, I I don't have faith in Prince staying healthy, and that's just such an important position in that defense. Next up, we have the um, most important franchise in the NFL, on this podcast, the I like you playing to the crowd. Uh, I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. 
And, you know, they got some needs. Gosh, what a team that's turned it around so quickly. Very excited for this team. Very excited. These guys got – their needs are edge rushers, linebackers, offensive line, and wide receiver. Who do you got them taking? Again, I, I go back to the idea of best player available, and he's probably not going to last this long. I got him taking, in this situation, guard Quentin Nelson, my number two overall player on the big board. They definitely could go linebacker, and I think – if, if he is gone, I think that's where they go. But look at our division. The Rams, the division winners, just picked up Indomitian Sue to well, pair with Aaron Donald. Jesus, that doesn't even make sense. And you got to stop that twice a year if you're going to win that division. you got to at least win one out of one, which we've won most of our games against the Rams lately. But they are on the rise. I mean, just today they traded for Brandon Cooks. Good Lord. So I got us going Quentin Nelson, which will give us – Richburg at center, Nelson at left guard, and Josh Garnett at right guard. And I absolutely love that O-line. I hope that that happens. Everybody knows about Quentin Nelson. Probably the highest rated guard to ever come out of the uh, the NCAA for the draft. He's just a human highlight reel. Uh, again, he not only pancakes people, but I have counted on five different occasions where he teabags them after he knocks them on their back. So I'll knock That's them on their back. And awesome. then as he gets up off of them, he always does the like one knee by their head and like rubs his taint across their face. And he might be one of the best pulling guards I have ever seen. He is great with his hips and man, he is just awesome. Six five, three twenty five. Absolutely would love Quentin Nelson being there. All of that, there's a lot to love in all of those highlights that you just gave and the highlight was the taint piece out of all of the things you said. <laughs> Uh, Lots he, of love there. Yeah, he's he he's not very nice, and um, absolutely love it. I mean, that guy is just whoever gets him is going to be so happy. Next up is the Raiders organization. They got one more year in Oakland, right? Yeah, one is more it? year, and then uh, I will be. I'm going to a game out in Vegas. I just got to. I love Vegas probably more than I should, and just to see a game out there would be cool. I'm not a Raiders guy, but I love mm-hmm. going to all the stadiums, and that that's going to be a must. Show and so whenever we think about the Raiders, their their team needs are cornerback, linebacker, offensive line, safety. You just gotta think about who's the fastest, strongest person the whole entire draft, and maybe that's they might draft. I don't know. It's it, that's what it is. I got them taking Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker out of Virginia Tech, who is just oh. a freak, six four, two forty three, and he's only nineteen years old. Whenever the season starts, he's gonna be nineteen just a freak i i gave this last episode but his wingspan is longer than lebron james it just doesn't make sense his athletic prowess is just it's way up there he's my number four rated player and i think that the raiders are going to take whichever linebacker falls to them and if both those guys are gone then i think man cornerback is going to be a huge need there as well so maybe josh jackson but i got him taking tremaine edmonds here All right, so next up we've got the Dolphins uh, at number 11, and their needs are defensive line, linebacker, quarterback, and tight end. Who do you got them taking? So the Dolphins could go a couple different ways. I think if one of the quarterbacks fall, I think that they will pick one of them up, but they're gone in this draft. So I've got them taking Josh Jackson, the elite corner out of Iowa, and I absolutely love this kid. He is 6'1". 196, Reds of 4-5, led the NCAA in interceptions. Probably one of the greatest interception highlights I've ever seen um, against Ohio State where kind of Odell Beckham reaching back, catches it, and flips on his back. I mean, just exceptional one-handed. He has a great ceiling. 
and he is a guy who I think could go in the top 10 for sure, but if you get him at pick 11, somebody's got to fall. Just absolute stud. He reminds me of Xavier Rhodes, except he's not as fluid with his hands, so without the jam, but the ball skills are there, and kind of that shutdown potential is there because he's so long. Absolutely love that kid. Next up is the Bills. If they're going to stay at 12, we'll see. But if they do, their needs are offensive line, quarterback, safety, and wide receiver. Uh, Who do you think that they're going to take? So I I think the Bills will be trying to move up. They'll be trying. I I don't think a lot of teams will be willing to jump down because to trade with the Bills means you got to get out of the top 10. I have a huge cutoff. So if you look at my big board, I have exactly – man, I'm going to say there's about – eight studs that are premier draft just all out studs and after that it is a huge drop now quarterback's going to throw some of those numbers in there but once those eight are gone there's a huge drop and there's not much of a difference between 10 to kind of 30 so i don't think they're going to be able to trade out i have them taking connor williams here they sent their left tackle cordy glenn to the Bengals to jump up and connor williams is my number one rated tackle just mean very mean and nasty uh never gives up and it's never enough just to block his guy uh three-year starter he was a freshman all-american at texas and super quick and very agile and so my comp for him is lane johnson just because he moves so well not as well as lane but still kind of that nasty long just mean guy if you look at him he's 6'5 296 so he doesn't have your traditional lineman build he looks like a tight end like he's ripped but he's just so athletic that i think he'll be able to hold down that left tackle position next up we've got the redskins a team that uh their gm controls their destiny or their owner sorry and their needs are cornerback defensive line linebacker qb let me just say real quick out of all of the team needs i've been noticing a trend that cornerback is in a lot of the especially the top 15 uh, teams cornerback is something that's really in demand so well, the problem you have... is you need three corners in today's nfl um, yeah. obviously outside corner is huge but now nickel corner nickel's the base defense uh, yeah. in the nfl and as long as it's a passing league that's going to continue to be a thing and so it, it's it's a premier position and you have to have three of them so if you look at edge rushers you want at least one preferably two uh, tackles, left tackle is so much more valuable than right tackle. And so the fact that you need three of them is just makes it that much more valuable. And yeah. again, in the past, there are five corners that go in the first round in the past three drafts, at least five. Once there was seven, I mean, th- these are just off the top of my head, but this is a huge position that is overdrafted every year. So who do you think the Redskins are going to take at 13? I, they got lucky here, and Minka Fitzpatrick falls to him. I love Minka. I just don't know where to play him. They asked him where he wants to play, and he said he feels most comfortable in slot, which hurts his value. I think some teams are going to kind of knock him down a peg. But I love Minka, and I think he's a great fit here. And so I got the Redskins taking Minka Fitzpatrick at 13. Absolute still. Next up at 14 is the Packers, and their needs are corner, O-line, and wide receiver. Who do you got them taking? See, this pick was weird for me, but I cannot see Derwin James falling further than this. Right. And I think they could even play him at linebacker. So safety isn't so much a need. Obviously, they could upgrade at that position. Yeah. But they could put him at linebacker, and he could play linebacker. He's 6'2", 215, runs a 4'4", and just has some great play recognition. 
and he plays mean. So I, I would have no problem playing him up. Kind of very similar to what the Cardinals did with Daywan Buchanan a few years yeah. ago. So yep. Derwin James, he's probably going sooner than this. I, I believe that to be true. But in this situation, he falls because quarterbacks happen. And so that's why I got him going there. Yeah, and it might surprise some people to know that Malcolm Jenkins, um, since the injury to Jordan Hicks, he actually played, I want to say, 42% of his snaps were at linebacker. Safeties are starting to play linebacker more. It's just what's yeah, you, Just because you need more speed on the field. Yep. Next up is the Cardinals, and they've got a lot of needs. But... <laughs> Cardinals, I think, are one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And sure. Larry Fitzgerald's playing again. I love that man, even though he's in my division. I think I got going here. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver out of SMU. I am much higher on him than most draft analysts. But I got him going here at 15, and I think that this kid is an absolute beast and just so athletic, and I think that he would fit in well here. I think the Cardinals should go QB, but with the top uh, guys gone, I think that they address other needs and try to get a quarterback later in the draft. Gotcha. Next up are the Ravens. They got a ton of needs too. They, They seem to be a team that's kind of getting worse, even though they're consistently having higher draft picks. But uh, who do you got them taking? So uh, the Ravens love Alabama. There are a lot of ties there. And if you look back over their drafts, that's kind of where they go. They could go receiver here, which is terrible. But I don't think Calvin Ridley is ready to go at this point. I got Rashawn Evans out of Alabama linebacker, who is just a thumper. He's kind of that mean, nasty Baltimore mentality of just a straight-up mean football player. He's never going to be that high in tackles. But I think he fits kind of what they want, and he can come off the edge pretty well on third down as well. So Rashawn Evans, linebacker out of Alabama at pick 16 to the Ravens. Gotcha. I got to say, I think that you maybe this next pick, I'm, I'm giving it a noise real quick. Bloom, 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 bloom. Um, I think that this, <laughs> this next pick is the shocker. I think Man. that this is a shocking pick that's about to uh, uh, surprise the listeners. I do. So at- – we- Go ahead. Go ahead. You do the uh, thing. I'm excited too. Okay. I think that this surprises me. All right. At 17, the Chargers, they've got defensive line, linebacker, O-line, and QB as their needs. But John's gotten taken somebody kind of different, kind of somebody uh, out of the left field a little bit. Yeah, Malik Jefferson. Hmm. First off, the Chargers, they don't have a lot of needs. Obviously, they can address those positions. But they have a solid roster, and I think one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. So why not just take a huge swing for the fences here and get somebody that can kind of do everything? Malik Jefferson is just an athletic freak that can do a little bit of everything. Played all over the field at Texas for different systems and different positions and can kind of do everything, but he is fast and he is mean. And I really do think that he could play Will and could shift inside or outside he's just got so much value because he can be a pass rusher and just a traditional inside linebacker so i just this just seems like a fun pick for me and why not they they don't have any immediate needs they're trying to win now and he could step in day one and play many different positions and uh different roles there gotcha next up are the seahawks seemingly losing all of their team they need a lot of people who do you got them taking 
So I got him going pass rusher, and I got him taking Harold Landry, edge rusher out of Boston College, 6'2", 252. He's kind of an undersized guy, and he would step in day one of that Michael Bennett role, except he'd probably stay outside a little bit more. I think yeah. Harold Landry's going to go earlier than this, and I could possibly see him, him go to number nine to the 49ers. But a great pass rusher here. Love this kid. I'd hate for him to go to the Seahawks, but it just seems to make sense. Obviously, cornerback is a huge need here as well, but there's not a tall corner that fits what they need. Uh, Mike Hughes is here, and I think the value would be good, but he's a smaller guy, and Seattle doesn't like smaller corners. So I got him taking Harold Landry. Next up is the most hated team in all of sports, maybe. The Cowboys at 19, (laughs) defensive line, linebacker, O-line. Hey, you know what? Eagles fans and Niners fans, we can agree on that, I I think. I hate the Cowboys. Grew up in Dallas. Hate the Cowboys. Can't stand them. Hate them. them. Can't stand them. But that's okay. They get a stud here, and this would really piss me off as an anti-Cowboys guy. Will Mm. Hernandez, offensive guard out of UTEP. This dude is a mean mean man and is a perfect fit in that offensive line their offensive line is completely loaded and stacked but they do have a huge uh, hole at left guard and i think that this would just be best case scenario and i changed it because i had them going receiver but that uh signing of alan hearns i think was perfect for them and if they keep des and don't cut him will hernandez here you have the best offensive line in football and it just got even better and that Dallas crowd will love this kid. The fact that they get to put Hernandez on the back of their jersey is going to be a very popular thing in Dallas. Yeah, I think you're right. That's well said, man. Uh, they have a huge following down, obviously, it's in Dallas, and I think that would just be a huge uh, instant fan favorite. For I sure. remember the Nahara jerseys. I had one back in the day. Uh, exactly. Um, and exactly. For the Mavericks. I mean, it makes – yeah, I'm with you. Good call. Only only Texas people understand that comment. Nope. <laughs> All right, next up at 20, we got the Lions. This, like, are they good type of team? And they've got defensive line as a need, O-line, running back, and tight end. Who do you got them taking? Yeah, new defensive head coach coming over. I got them taking Vita Vea, a defensive lineman out of Washington and just a mountain of a man. 6'4", 347, and almost ran in the fours. Uh, the four nines, he ran a five one, just an absolute mammoth of a man. Um, I think it'd be a perfect fit here. Absolute stud. I think he could go a lot earlier than 20, but interior defensive line, he's not a penetrating type. He's kind of the two gapper where he stands up and throws the guy to the side. And I think Matt Patricia will see Will Fork, Vince Will Fork, um, very similar to him, except not as bull rushy, but much more agile. So Vita Vea, pick 20. His combine was impressive just to watch him move around or, or his pro day, whatever film I saw. He just looked so light on his feet for his size. Yeah, he's a beast. He's fun to watch. Next up is the Bengals. After uh, trading down, who do you got him taking? Man, this is going to be kind of a shocker because I think they go quarterback. Andy Dalton wanted an extension. They said no way in hell. Um, I think this yeah. is Marvin Lewis's last year, and I think they go quarterback Lamar Jackson and change things up out of Louisville. This would be a perfect scenario. Could you imagine A.J. Green, Joe Mixon, and Lamar Jackson on the same team? That would be so fun to watch. Would absolutely love this pick. Not a Bengals guy, but it would be fun just to see him in that system. It just feels like something strange is going on that in that organization. It's just odd. Like it, it feels like 
they're really not dedicated to winning, but really preserving Marvin Lewis and his livelihood. I don't know, but there's a reason like they, why Carson Palmer left like six years ago, and he was very, very smart. Uh, he played it right. Yeah, not a fan. All right, so next up, they still got two picks in the first round, and here's the second one with the Bills. Still got a lot of needs. Who do you a think they're going to take? Exactly. So we had them going um, offensive tackle earlier, and I think they get that quarterback to groom by the situation that they're in. I got Mason Rudolph, who I've rated pretty high. I have a second-round grade on him, but again, if you get a quarterback in the first round, you get that fifth-year <laughs> option that is huge as far as contracts go. You get another cheap year at quarterback. Mason Rudolph throws the best deep ball in this draft. Uh, 92 touchdowns to 26 interceptions, and I think he is very undervalued. He needs way more talk, and I know this is six quarterbacks going in the top 22 picks, but there are six quarterback needy teams. I think there's more than that, actually. So Mason Rudolph, my sixth and final quarterback, spoiler alert, um, going in the first <laughs> round here. All right, so next up, and I love it, um, is the Patriots. After the trade today, and I kind of feel like we're not done trading. I feel like that there's going to be a little bit more movement in the first. Not much more, but one more at least. So we'll see what happens with these mock drafts. But the Patriots at 23, who do you got them taking? I got them, so I had to change my entire – I finished this last night, late last night, and the trade happened today. Had to redo about six different picks because it's just what the Patriots do to us. Right. I got them taking tight end Dallas Godert out of South Dakota State. South Love Dakota. Love kids. South Dakota. He is the best receiving threat um, tight end in this draft. Amazing hands, several one-handed catches, and I think he steps in day one. He can play alongside of Gronk, but if Gronk is gone, then I think he steps in and he is a starter day one. I don't think the Patriots are staying still. I could see them trading up and getting a pass rusher, but this would not surprise me at all. They will be taking a tight end at some point in the first two rounds, which they have two first-round picks and two second-round picks now. Yay, the rich get richer. Right. Now, I'll say my, my theory is I think that the Patriots will make a move, like you said, for a pass rusher or for defensive line, period, because just in listening to Belichick talk post-Super Bowl, one of the things that they talked about was the Eagles' ability and other teams' ability to run on them and lack of pass rush. So Belichick's They didn't get one sack in the Super Bowl. I mean, you've got to change that. And yeah. so now I will say this, they get two uh, key players back from last year. Uh, they got one of my favorite players last year in the third round. Let me look. Philip Rivers. There you go. Look at you. Yeah, Derek Rivers. He, yeah. uh, man, absolutely loved that guy. And he got injured right before the season started. And that was huge. And they got Adrian Claiborne as well. So they're getting a couple edge guys over, but they still need more. And uh, I think they'll keep James Harrison. He played great down the stretch. But Derek Rivers is going to get a shot, and so is Adrian Claiborne. But I don't think they have enough. Real quick, so just a quick break in, in terms of the – I got a random question for you. Because I'm looking through this mock draft. I'm looking through the picks here. And usually there's a sweet spot of like, okay, you know, obviously the studs are off the table. But then there's this these you know eight to ten picks where you're like man there's still so much great value here. The end of this draft I don't know if I've seen a draft that I've liked more at the tail end and maybe it's because of all the QBs at the top. But there's still much so much value left. 
There is. And I think the sweet sweet spot is going to be uh, – last year we saw all the trades take place at the end of the first round. Yeah. Because with the new CBA and the way that they slot the draft picks and how much they are making plus that fifth-year option, it really makes those first-round draft picks worth so much. So you're talking 24 to 32 – that is, man, if you can get in there, because you're going to get all these players fall. And once we're finished with this mock draft, I'll, I'll do a rundown of players that I considered at certain positions really quickly. But yeah. if you can get there and lock up that fifth-year option, it gives your team so much financial freedom. Hmm. So, okay, I just want to say that because this next pick I think is a huge value pick. So we got the Panthers up, and they got needs. Corner, defensive line, O-line, wide receiver. Who do you have them? I got on one of the steals, Mike Hughes, cornerback yeah. out of Central Florida. And the reason why he's here, he is only 5'10", and he's only a one-year starter. He transferred from North Carolina, but, man, his film is just so fun to watch. Played very well against top receivers. Again, another guy shut down DJ Moore. If DJ Moore played against a good tight or corner, he didn't play well. Um, Anthony Miller of Memphis, uh, he held him in check pretty well as well. So Mike Hughes is a player uh, – Gosh, what a steal for the uh, for the Panthers here. Next is uh, a name I'm gonna like to say, probably get it wrong, but Van. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you mess it up. But uh, next is the Titans. Uh, I think an organization that's just they're at the crossroads. You know, either they're gonna be a successful team or they're gonna take some steps backwards because it's now or never, in my opinion, for this team. They've been. Mariota's had plenty of time to develop. They've been adding pieces, the bookend tackles, all that. It's time to go, Titans. Who do you got them taking? Man, I, I love this pick. Leighton Vander Esch out of Boise State, which is Leighton Vander Esch. How cool of a name is that? Oh, but, man, um, I love it. I was able to jump on the radio with a Tennessee Titans midday 180 uh, radio and talk some Titans football with them, and this is just a guy that I think fits – just such a perfect need. Plus, you got Vrabel, the head coach. Why not give him a linebacker so he can coach his position whenever it's a huge position to need? I, I just think this is a perfect fit. And it's a little early for Van Der Esch. I have a second-round grade on him, but the fit is just too ideal here. And so we'll see this. So even though I don't have a first-round grade on him, um, this is the position where I think guys like this start to go. Gotcha. Next up is the Falcons, a team that I think takes a big step backwards next year. Prediction... You lose all your defensive line and other players. I don't think it's going to go well for you. So, obviously, they got a ton of need. Who do you got them taking? This is a weird one. I got them taking Christian Kirk. Um, they lost Taylor Gabriel, and yep. their numbers on offense went down. A lot of that had to do with losing Kyle Shanahan, but, hey, that's what it is. So, here they are right here. I got them taking Christian Kirk, who I love, who fits perfectly in the slot, and is just a home run hitter waiting to go. He's a different type of human, and whenever he runs with the ball in his hands, he has a very similar stride to Odell Beckham. Just, I mean, it's it's a thing of beauty. Again, this is a Longhorn fan hyping up a Texas A&M prospect, so you know he's got to be good. Yeah. Um, absolutely love this kid. Led the NCAA in punt return average two years in a row. I think that he is the type of guy that can help extend because for some reason Matt Ryan cannot throw touchdown passes. He can get yeah. them very close. He just doesn't throw touchdown passes. This is a guy that can take the top off of a defense. Um, really like this kid, Christian Kirk. Maybe he doesn't like to throw touchdown passes. He's scared. You ever so think scared. about that? <laughs> Next up is the Saints. Who do you got them taking? 
man, one of my favorite players in this draft, center James Daniels. Oh, man, I absolutely love this kid. Center out of Iowa. He is the definition of a quick and athletic uh, center. He is, his feet are quick. Never loses balance. Very fluid hips. And my comp is Ryan Kelly, the stud out of Alabama a few years ago that went and protected Andrew Luck. He got hurt. Didn't play great last year. But James Daniels, why not protect your investment in Drew Brees and let's see what he can do with the last couple years of his career and try to get another cup. Love this big James Daniel to the Saints. Next up, we've got the Steelers. And a team that's sort of hanging on. I mean, they've got uh, – they're one of these teams that I see in the, you know, projected for next year to be in the top ten. I could see that for sure. I could also see the Steelers taking a big uh, step backwards if Big Ben regresses anymore. And it kind of looks like each year he is regressing a little bit. So very interested to see what happens with this team. Who do you got them taking? I got them replacing Le'Veon Bell. I know you got mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell one more year. But I got them getting the most versatile running back in this draft outside of Saquon Barkley. I got Sony Michelle going in the first round. I love this kid. He's my number two running back. He can fit everything. Great pass catcher, third down specialist, can hit the home run play, very fluid hips. And he's got the bigger body, 5'11", 214, and exceptional in pass protection. So he just kind of does everything, and I can, he's the perfect three down back. And I think that they hedge their bets and say, you know what, Le'Veon, you want to come back? That's great. But I don't think you can franchise him again uh, after this year. So you're preparing for next year. It didn't work out with uh, James Conner. I like him, but he's a backup at best. So Sony Michelle picked 28 here. Gotcha. All right. Uh, an organization I, I love. Uh, it is a... I can't help it. I lived there for a little while. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, just love to see this underdog finally coming out and the defensive swag and the dominance that they had last year. So cool. Uh, I think that they are going to be back. And who do you got them bringing to their team? Man, this one might not make sense to a lot of people out there. But I got them going offensive guard Isaiah Wynn. I okay. love this kid. Absolutely love his play. He played tackle for Georgia, and he can play all four spots on the offensive line, uh, both guards and both tackle spots. I think guards the best spot for him, but why not? You guarantee, and again, we've had Tom Coughlin. They've asked him, how many passes do you want Blake Bortles to throw a game? And he said, in an ideal scenario, zero. We want to run the football. They signed Norvell. I get it, but why not? Build that offensive lineup and just run the ball 60 times a game. I think it fits perfectly with what they're wanting to do. Um, I could see them going linebacker as well with um, Puzlesny retiring, but the linebackers are gone at this point, so I don't think that's where they go. I got them taking an offensive lineman, Isaiah Wynn. Man, and just keep it in the back of your mind that Tom Coughlin is back there. This guy drafts old school, and it's actually worked out well for them so far. His daughter married an offensive lineman. There you go. You need no more proof than that. All right. <laughs> next up is what some people are saying is the Super Bowl favorite for next year, the Vikings. What do the they got to do? Man, you got to protect that investment. You just spent all that guaranteed money on Kirk Cousins. Let's keep him upright with Mike McGlinchey. McGlinchey. He is already from Notre Dame, so he's up north. He doesn't have to go far. Six foot eight, three oh nine. Great wow. footwork and just perfect pass protector. So plug and play tackle. Keep your guy safe back there. I think it'd be awesome. 
tackles going off the board right before my team. Dang it. Okay, next up is the most evil team in the league, the Patriots. <laughs> Uh, I think we can all agree to that. It's not biased. Um, and who do you think that they're going to take at 31? Well, they lost their left tackle, and we got a run here. I got them taking another mega tall giant tackle out of UCLA, Colton Miller. Um, his film wasn't the best, but he just fits exactly what the Patriots want. Super long, athletic, and calm. Um, he's not really going to get a lot of push in the running game, but that's not really what the Patriots want to do. They just want somebody that's going to stalemate edge pressure to keep Tom Brady upright, and Colton Miller, six foot nine, three oh nine, fits that perfectly. Got it. All right, so the last pick in the draft, the Eagles, my team, the Super Bowl winners. Um, <laughs> I gotta say it. I can only say it for so long. Um, so before we get to the pick, I'm just gonna name who's kind of left in a category that John calls close, but not quite. And here are the players. Calvin so, Ridley. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, real quick, just run through these. I apologize. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Darius Geis, Hayden Hurst, Billy Price, Frank Ragnow, two centers, Taven Bryan, Deron Payne, Maurice Hurst. We got some defensive linemen there. And Lorenzo Carter, kind of pass rush specialist outside linebacker. Okay. So real quickly, if not for the – medical concerns with Hurst, would that change your mind? Or or would you still stick with the pick that you're going to take? Man, I, I don't mind Hurst. I love the tight end there. He is the most complete tight end in this draft. He's not necessarily the pass-catching specialist that Philly's used to. Um, he is much more of a Selleck than he is uh, Tyler, or Zach or Zach Ertz, sorry. There you go. You got it. Um, I got there. Thanks, Dad. Um, but, yeah, so you tell me, man. You're the Eagles guy. Uh, the thing is is that there's a bunch of picks that are just fun right here. I think you do have to address linebacker just because we have um, have had so many injuries there. But uh, that Taven Bryan pick, um, I know our defensive line's already stacked. But we did lose Vinny Curry. And I do think that this guy would fit in quite nicely on that, that defensive line. And it frees you up in case some of these guys leave um, in the future. You've got Brandon Graham, whose contract is up uh, after this next year. So uh, just tell them who you picked. All right, I'm going Lorenzo Carter. Uh, it's what got you guys there. You get another pass rushing specialist out of Georgia. And if you have some huge contract disputes coming up with Brandon Graham or it doesn't matter all your guys, you've got so freaking many of them, you can let them walk just like you just did with Vinny Curry. And you're not going to be hurting. So you shore up that pass rushing thing and you keep your defensive coordinator super, super happy. Um, I'm going Lorenzo Carter here. And that is the last pick. Wow, we did it. We did it. I, I feel like we, we just like accomplished a huge feat. In under an hour. So just Whew. under an hour. Just yeah, and that's saying hour. a lot because the NFL draft is going to take probably about four hours to get through the first round. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to be there, and it's going to be glorious. So. so thanks for staying with us. Another 49ers Rush uh, podcast. Uh, Chuck, where can they find you on Twitter, my friend? You gotta use this symbol called the at symbol, and then host Chuck B. And uh, yep, 
that's about it. It's pretty simple. <laughs> at host Chuck B. And I'm John Chapman. You can find me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Laters on the Ninja. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.